while, I am sure you've heard us say, come Holy Spirit. It is one of our favorite prayers here at the Vineyard. Come Holy Spirit. Quick show of hands if you've ever heard us say that at the Vineyard. Come on, you just heard me say it. If you're online, you can, um, you can play along too. You can raise your hand at home. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, okay, another quick show of hands if you've ever said, come Holy Spirit. All right. Okay, one more. Quick show of hands if you've ever wondered, why do they keep saying, come Holy Spirit? Don't they know that God's everywhere? Yeah, a couple. Um, hey, we do know. <laughs> we, we know that. We're, we're not praying, come Holy Spirit, because we think God's on vacation or he's not paying attention. No, he is always present. He is always active. We're saying that. We're asking the Holy Spirit to come because we want more. Yeah, we want more, more of his comfort and his help when we're desperate. We, we want more of our lives surrendered to him. We want to know, we want more insight into what he's doing in this world, and we want more power to obey him and do his will and see his kingdom come. This simple little prayer, come Holy Spirit, no, this is an ancient prayer. I love the way um, Steve Nicholson, he's a vineyard pastor, he says, Come Holy Spirit did not originate with John Wimber. It was merely, we are merely the latest generation to embrace it. It, it has its roots back in the earliest prayers of the first church fathers and mothers, the first generation after the apostles to carry the flame of the gospel forward. This prayer is not just some oddity of 21st century Western Christianity. It is part and parcel of Trinitarian theology, a beloved prayer of every generation of believers before us. You are in very good company when you pray, come Holy Spirit. And it's not just an old prayer. This is a powerful, even a dangerous prayer. Because if you think about it logically, just think about it for a minute, Jesus had to have been telling the truth when he said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. All they had was this offensive message about how we're all sinners and we are doomed. But this poor carpenter, this like traveling teacher, Jesus, is actually the super powerful. And, and you know, I love too the way that another vineyard pastor, Cindy Nicholson, she describes it. Come Holy Spirit is a direct, bold request for the Spirit to do the work the Father wants to do in us and to be the fire that propels us out to do the work the Father wants to do through us, in us and through us. Come Holy Spirit is a prayer best prayed with willingness to welcome surprise and unpredictability when strength. Go ahead, pray this prayer. Your life will never be dull again. Oh, sounds exciting. Okay, let's go even deeper. How does this work, right? How does this play out? Well, Jesus, the night before he went to the cross, right? This is the night before he goes. He, um, he gives his disciples kind of a little pep talk. Right, you can read it. It's in the book of John. It's chapter 14 through 17. And he, he's encouraging them. He knows what's coming and he's warning them. And he's, he's straight with them. He says like, hey, hey, I'm leaving. And people are going to hate you. It's going to look bad. And the Holy Spirit's coming. There will be joy and there will be peace. But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. 
unless I go away, the advocate, the helper, the comforter, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. I have told you these I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Yeah, so when we pray, come Holy Spirit, we're asking God to come and show us that he has actually overcome the world. We are asking for miracles and healing. We're asking for his kingdom to come on earth like it is in heaven. This is a big deal. Now, I will say, it's tempting for us to think, oh yeah, the world needs that. Out there, this world's so messed up. It needs the Holy Spirit to come. But you know, there's so much that needs to happen in here, in us. Yeah, so much that's gotta go on in here. Um, And if you think about it, Jesus, he says, come Holy Spirit. Um, Excuse me, he says the, the advocate's coming. And that's a pretty powerful promise, right? That this advocate, that, that's a pretty big part of what Jesus is, the advocate. And that sounds pretty good, right? You know, hey, I can have someone to stand up for me, argue for me, until you realize that the Holy Spirit's coming to prove us wrong, us wrong about sin. And if you're not sure, if you're a little confused, that's normal. Um, it's actually when it starts to make sense, that's the Holy Spirit working in us. Uh, yeah, what the Holy Spirit does here is counterintuitive. It's not normal. It, it's confrontive and dangerous. So first off, uh, most of us, yeah, we're not so keen on being convicted of sin. Like, is that a good thing? Yeah, it's super good. Let's say um, you have a friend, and your friend gets bitten by a very poisonous snake. And you recognize that snake because you're like, wow, I saw that on Animal Planet. And you're like, hey, there's an antidote. We just need to get to the hospital. And your friend is like, oh, no, it's such a cute snake. It's not poisonous. And now your friend gets all tired and they want to lie down on the floor. Hey, if you can um, convince your friend, if you can prove your friend wrong, that's a good thing. Right? If you can convict them that their body is full of poison, it's the same deal with sin. And with the Holy Spirit. Okay, next. Um, the normal thing for us is to think, hey, okay, I'm a sinner, but I'm not as bad as everybody else. I think we can fix this thing. Right, yeah, the snake is poisonous, but you just suck the poison out. No, you don't. That's wrong. I Googled it. You don't suck the poison out. No. Um, and by the way, we can't fix ourselves either, our sin. And our self-righteousness It just gets in the way of the actual solution, Jesus. Yeah, the truth is we're doomed, seriously doomed. But Jesus came, and he offers us this gift of his righteousness. But it's a gift. You just, you you can't earn it. You got to accept it. Next, judgment. I don't think judgment really sounds good to most people, Um, but it is good too. So uh, judgment, it's about God judging us, right? It's about who's king, 
Who's in charge? And I think a lot of us look around this world and you're like, oh, this place is a mess. Is Satan in charge of this world? No. Jesus is in charge. Jesus is Lord. Which means if we're followers of Jesus, we are safe. It may not appear that way, but we are safe from evil in this world. And the judge, the king, wants to reign in our lives. Okay, where are we at with all that? Right? Today, today would be a great day to let God convict us of sin and righteousness and judgment. Oh, so good. All right, that's good stuff, but we're going to that's about that we're going to pivot now. What we just talked about is what the Holy Spirit does when he comes. Now, we're going to talk about what we're doing or what we can do if we press deep into this simple prayer when we say come Holy Spirit for the power to obey, to do his will. This is big. This is a big prayer. Um, and you know, today we don't want to just talk about come Holy Spirit. We actually want the courage, the guts to pray, come Holy Spirit, to expect him to show up and transform our lives and, and to bring his kingdom in us and through us. So let's pray for that now, like for real. So come Holy Spirit, come now and have your way with us. Just have your way with us. Holy Spirit, come with your power and your presence and your love. We need you. Come Holy Spirit. Okay, so one of the big things, a huge thing that happens when we pray, come Holy Spirit, is we can, we, we, can be, we can be saying to him, hey, I admit that I am desperate from you. I'm desperate for you, God. Now, when Jesus said, hey, here's a comforter, a helper, an advocate coming, that was really good news, super good news. Our problem is that we don't think we need him. Yeah, we're not desperate. Now, I'm talking to Christians here, followers of Jesus. If you're a follower of Jesus, I'm talking to you right now. You know, we like to talk about the Holy Spirit. We do. We like to hear talks about him, and we like to sing to him, right? And we, we like to have the goosebumps, right? We're like, the Holy Spirit is in this place, and we're singing, and we're feeling it, and woo! And then life happens. It does. What happens when, you know, we find ourselves slipping into despair, what happens when, when we, um, we're betrayed by, we need the Holy Spirit? Yeah, in, in good times, we're like declaring, Holy Spirit, I need you. But then when things get hard, when it feels like it's out of control, when we're in over our heads, we don't act like we need the Holy Spirit. Because if we did, we would call for him more. When the poop hits the fan, we would call for him more. What does that look like to call for him? Read the Psalms, right? Okay, you have a beautiful new baby. Congratulations, such a beautiful baby. And for some reason, you walk into a room and there is your beautiful baby and there is this emaciated, starving baby from some desperate part of the world. And both of them are crying to be fed. What do you do? Well, hopefully you run to the starving baby and feed it because it's desperate. So... I think a lot of us, uh, we need the Holy Spirit. There's trouble going on in our lives. Probably most of us are desperate in some way. Today, will we say, come Holy Spirit. Come and help me. I need your help. I am desperate.
Okay, uh, when I lived in New York City, uh, my wife and I, we went to church, and each week the pastor would say, let's dare, let's dare to pray the Lord's Prayer. And then we would all pray it together, okay? So actually, let's try it now. We're gonna pray the Lord's Prayer together. You ready? And why we were daring to pray it, why it was then what God wants. See, and in it he says, to pray, let your kingdom come, is to pray, come Holy Spirit. They, they amount to exactly the same thing. Maybe I know what's best. There is a way that appears to be right. Well, come and make this true in our lives. Lord, do this in our lives. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, when we're anxious, right, when we're down and we're overwhelmed, we can pray, come Holy Spirit, I need your peace. I need your joy. Or maybe when we're about to give in to our sin of choice or our addiction, when we just can't stop binge watching or eating or, you know, Shopping, we can't stop it with the drinking or the drugs or the porn, whatever it is. Well, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. I need your self-control. I need your forbearance. I need you to fill this hole in me. Do, do you see a place in your life where you need that? Where we're not here on what God's will is, what we should surrender to. Now, uh, we know some of God's will, right? We know we're not supposed to lie and cheat and steal and murder anybody. Um, but there's other things like, God, how am I actually supposed to spend my money? Or what about my job, my career? Or, you know, how do I best love the people in my life? Yeah. See, come Holy Spirit is a way to ask God. What we're saying to God is, God, please t tell me your will. And we're saying to him, I'm listening. I'm listening to your will. But I got to tell you, God is not like this cosmic gumball machine of answers, right? It's not like you put your prayer in the top and poop, out pops the answer. No. God wants a relationship with you. You'll, you'll hear from him more as you get to know him more. So even today, you can, maybe for the first time ever, pray, come Holy Spirit. And boom, God may give you an answer. He, he's a surprising guy. Um, but more likely, if every morning you get up and you pray, come Holy Spirit, I want to see what you're doing today. Show me what you're doing. This come Holy Spirit, it, it needs to be part of like a lifestyle of listening to God. And this is absolutely what God does. It's, it's in the Holy Spirit's job description. Jesus told us. Remember back in, in John 16, it's, he's, Jesus says, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. And the truth is that God is always at work, right? He's working in us and through us. And when we pray, come Holy Spirit, what we're asking is, show us, show us, God, what you're doing so we can join in that. We can be part of that. Debbie Wright, she's the national director of the Vineyard in the UK and Ireland. She puts it this way. The central prayer in our liturgy, liturgy is come Holy Spirit. 
and it is there for such an incredibly important reason. Ultimately, we will never understand Christianity without the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit lights the way and urges us forward. Through being filled with the Holy Spirit, we can see enough to make a first step of make to make a step of faith to notice the person in our work environment that God is speaking to us about to to be bold in offering prayer to our neighbor as the spirit leads us and when we need wisdom we are able to ask the spirit of God okay for us do we see what God's doing around us right do, do we feel like a nudge holy spirit and show us how we can join in how we can be part of what you're doing. Cool story that illustrates this, and it uh, involves John Wimber, and him, him praying for someone at the end of one of his, the services in his church. He, he, they had a ministry time, and a woman comes up, and she wants prayer for her arthritis. She wants prayer for like, stomach issues. And so he asked her, like, are, are you like, mad at your sister? And she's shocked, and she's like, how did you know that? And then it all just pours out all the bitterness, all the anger towards her sister. So Wimber prays for that, because it looks like that's what the Holy Spirit is doing. He prays for healing there. He encourages her to forgive. And, and so then the woman leaves. She goes home, and she writes a letter to her sister. And she drops it in the mail. And when she drops it in the mail, she feels something, like the pain is starting to go away. And within three days, all of her pain, all of her symptoms are gone. Because that's what the Holy Spirit was doing. He was doing forgiveness with like a bonus of healing on the side, right? And Wimber, he got to be part of that because he prayed, come Holy Spirit, and he listened. That's what we want here at the Duluth Vineyard. Right? We want that in our small groups. We want that when we pray for people in the food shelf. We want that when we pray for people at home or in work, for pray for our friends. And let me tell you, any awkward silence while we're listening, totally worth it. Totally worth it. Because if we're praying for what God's already doing, there is so much more power in that. You can experience this today. We're going to have a ministry time. Come up and let someone pray. Come Holy Spirit for you. And let's listen for what God wants to do in you and through you. If you've never come up for prayer before, today could be your day. Today. Okay. So, uh, come Holy Spirit. It's a way to tell God that we are desperate for him. It's a way to surrender our lives more to him. It's a way to listen to for what his will is. But there's more, more, because it's not enough. It is not enough just to know what God's will is. You got to actually do it. I mean, knowing his perfect will, good start, but you actually have to obey him. In Galatians 5, we read that before. We it talked about how we're going to walk in step with the Holy Spirit. Just before that, in Galatians, it says this. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft 
hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition. America, do you hear that? Selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Ouch. We don't want to be doomed. We don't want to miss out in this life, miss out in heaven. No. And let's not kid ourselves. We all give into the flesh. Yeah. We all do these kind of things sometimes in our lives. Let's be honest. To experience the good life, we actually have to obey. That is the good life. So what are we left to do? To try harder? Hey, just try harder. No. No, no, no. Um, Martin Lloyd-Jones, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, he was a Welsh pastor and medical doctor, and he had this practice that he did. He would go around and he'd ask people, are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? And he had it down so that when, he knew that when they responded, when their response was, I'm trying, I'm trying, he knew that they were clueless about what following Jesus was about. Clueless. And you know, we talked about this before today, right? It's the being convicted of righteousness. It's suck, trying to suck out the poison. We can't do it. We have to give up and let God do it. And that's true when you first start following Jesus, but it's true all along the way. We can't do his will on our own, at least not for very long. We need God to come with his power and empower us to do his will to actually press into it in our lives. It is a big part of following Jesus. Okay, so where in our lives do we need that? Where do we need the power to actually do God's will? I think for a lot of us, we want transformation in our lives. We, we want to get a place where we, we're actually more like Jesus, but we're stuck. Well, Let's pray. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit and actually make yourself, make Jesus first in my life because it's really hard for me to make other things first. My job, money, sexuality, whatever it is. Come Holy Spirit and make yourself first. Come. And, and come Holy Spirit, right? I, I think this addiction is getting in the way of me following you. It's getting in the way. It's, it's holding me back from transformation. So come, Holy Spirit. Give me what I need to take the steps, to press into healing. Or come, Holy Spirit, and help me make the time. Take the time for the people in my life, the people in my life to actually love them. Help me to take the time to spend time with you, to read the Bible and pray and go to small group. I think for others of us, the next step for us, God wants us to help his kingdom come into other people's lives. Yeah, we need to pray that he'll give us the strength to actually engage because we're stuck. We, we, we're not doing that. So maybe it's that the Holy Spirit, he's pointing out like we, we, we have a, someone in our life that's struggling, maybe a coworker, a friend, they're struggling and, and we just, we, we feel powerless. We don't know what to do. Well, come Holy Spirit and give us the courage to just ask them, can I pray for you right now? Or maybe 
What it is is we feel the nudge to get involved, right? To, to help serve, to advance the kingdom of God. You know, maybe it's to serve with the kids down in Vineyard Kids or to help to feed the poor in the food shelf, but we don't do anything. Well, come Holy Spirit and help us to just ask someone, how can I help? How can I get involved? I also think the Holy Spirit, he's really good at putting passions in our hearts, letting certain things bug us. Like we look out at the world and we're like, oh, that is just not right. It bothers me. You know, oh, what are we going to do about that? And then often we think, there's nothing I can do about that. I can't, I can't change anything. Maybe that's true. Maybe we can't. But God sure can. So come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit and help us. Help us to, to end hunger. Help us to end homelessness. Help us to, to end sex trafficking. Help us to, to help ra end racism, to, to end loneliness. Come Holy Spirit. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come Holy Spirit. This is a dangerous and a powerful prayer. And I love how simple it is because sometimes stupid people like me need to be reminded to keep it simple. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah, we admit, we surrender, we listen, we obey. When we pray, come Holy Spirit, this, if we're praying it right, if we're pushing into the depths of it, we are telling God, we're admitting, I'm desperate, I need you. And when we do it, we, we're saying, God, I surrender my life even more to you, more to you, you in charge of my life. And we're saying, I'm listening. Show me what your will is. And then we're asking for the power to obey, to do it in this world. Admit, surrender, listen, and obey. Why don't we do that now? Why don't we actually pray, come Holy Spirit for ourselves, expecting for him to show up with his kingdom in us and through us. Why don't you stand up with me and let's do this. Let's pray, come Holy Spirit, for ourselves. So, come Holy Spirit. I welcome you here. Come. We know you're, not pay we know you're paying attention, Lord. We know you've been here the whole time, but we want more. We want more. And Lord, I, I need to start out with the folks here that um, they don't really know you. They don't have a relationship with you. Maybe they did. They, they, they knew you at one point in their life, but they just don't know you now. It didn't stick or they just let it go. If that's you, if, if you're at a place here where you, know, you, you hear something and you're like, ah, that's not for me. I'm not following Jesus. I'm not. It, it, but if there's something attractive in this, if you want in, it's not complicated. There's no magic words to say. Come Holy Spirit now and convict these folks of sin and righteousness and judgment. And all you need to do to follow Jesus is agree. You just need to say, yes, yes, you're right, Jesus. Uh, you're right, the Holy Spirit. I am a sinner. I am. I get it. I, I get it. And then you need to say, yes, I get that I can't fix myself. I can't. I've tried, or I haven't tried, but I know I can't. But I see that Jesus can. What he did on the cross, what his Holy Spirit is doing now, I want that. I accept his gift, him dying for me. 
And then judgment, you just say, okay, okay, you can be my boss. You can be my king. I want in. That's it. If you pray that now, well, come Holy Spirit. If you're saying those things to him now, come Holy Spirit and empower these folks to follow you. Come, come. You know, I, I need to invite the ministry team to come up, the folks that pray. Um, and if you're, if you're making that kind of commitment to God right now, come up and let one of these people pray for you. Let them celebrate with you. Let them give you, we got these packets with some information. Let's do that. Now, Lord, for everyone in the room, I, as I've been praying and preparing for this, I think there's, um, there's a few groups going on here, right? There, there's some of us that we're just desperate, we're just desperate. There's others of us that we're just clueless. And there's some of us that are just powerless. And so you might notice there's a humility theme going on here with what God's doing today. But my prayer for all of us, God, is you give us the strength to admit where we're at and to let you into that. So give us the strength to just say, come Holy Spirit, and to feel your comfort and your love. Lord, for those of us that are desperate, or excuse me, for those of us that are clueless, that we're just like, what? I don't see where this is a problem. I don't know what God's doing. I don't know what he wants. I don't know what I should surrender. Come Holy Spirit and shine your bright light of truth. Help us to see what you're trying to do in us and through us. And then Lord, for those of us that feel powerless, Maybe we know exactly what you're doing. We know exactly where we're stuck. Maybe we're stuck in, a, in sin or in addiction. Or we know exactly what you're calling us to do. You know, you've been inviting us to lead a small group for years. Or you've been inviting us to, to talk to this. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. If you are at any of those places, as I said, if, if you want to surrender your life to Jesus, if, if you are desperate or if, if you're clueless or if you're of need of power, it's going to take a little bit of humility. It's going to take a risk to come up and let one of these folks pray for you. But I would really encourage you to do that. It makes a huge difference. They're going to lead us in some more worship, and I'm going to ask all of you just to slow down and let the Holy Spirit come in your life.